0: Welcome
1: to season two, episode three of Dad's Right. The first one we've had uh, a guest in a while, which is my good friend sitting right here beside me, Lauren Brady. Say hello, Lauren.
0: Hi, everyone. All right,
2: good times, bad times, and uh, well, I think we got to start with uh, with uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and not a good time, but we normally start with good times, but it's sort of the the topic right now, and uh, yeah. certainly sad to hear of her passing on uh, Friday. Was it Friday?
1: Yeah, I think it was, yeah. It was Friday. Yeah,
2: definitely uh a real groundbreaker and and part of a lot of historic decisions for human rights in the U.S., and, and she'll be sorely missed.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's a big blow right now, and and uh, it's a shame how very quickly it's being politicized.
2: Yeah, I think it took an hour before Mitch McConnell texted something. But we can get into the details in a little bit. I just wanted to start off with a...
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right.
2: Then we'll switch to some good times. I, I got to say... We now I we got another email and I'm going to say from a regular contributor to the show because it's been 3 now. Mike Basnick <laughs> as in his words he also has a man crush on Costco and he he has had the ketchup we were discussing last week and and he loves it as well as other keto and keto products so yeah there's definitely a Costco loveathon. Lauren if you we've talked about Costco. We don't get paid by them, but we talk about them almost every episode.
0: Yeah. They're pretty phenomenal. I am greatly missing their free samples right now. They can't do it right now because of COVID, but I would just go and have a free lunch.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah.
0: All the free samples. It was beautiful.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they should start paying us the amount we plugged them. I
2: think so. Well they paid you in the summer.
0: Yeah.
1: I got a paycheck for them from for like fifty seven bucks. I don't know what it was for, but I got it. Two days ago.
2: Vacation time, probably?
1: Maybe. I don't think that adds up. I think it might have been like the top-up money for COVID. doing COVID pay. Right. And they pay it in lump sums. So maybe like my last two shifts or whatever were like just paid out recently. I don't know. It was strange, but right. I'll take the money.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So how do, how do we want to do this? Do we want to do all the good times and all the bad times? Or do you want me to do my bad times yeah. and then...
1: Let's do all the good times. All right, time.
2: then I'm 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 done. I just had the mic thing. You go go ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah, my good times are short as well. I have it's a good time for my personal personal enjoyment because I just found out there's a new season of Doctor Who on Crave, and I've been blazing my way through that. It's fantastic, <laughs> uh, and I've also started watching from the Doctor Who from the top uh or at least the recent Doctor Who from the top with a friend of mine and so it's good to rewatch it and it's her first time seeing it so uh that's always I like introducing people to things.
2: Yeah, Doctor Who's a good show. It's entertaining. Yeah. I mean it, it knows it's bad and it goes with it as far as special effects and stuff. And
1: <laughs> although you know what? The new seasons, these special effects are good. It's crazy. It's then I don't want to like- watch it. I have to say, I was hesitant about it. As soon as there was good special effects, I was like, this doesn't feel like Doctor Who anymore. Yeah,
2: exactly. It needs to be bad.
1: And I feel like this first... The it's first part season, of the appeal. Yeah. I feel like the first season they had with this new Doctor, they are trying some new things, they are trying to make it too good, uh, and I was hesitant, but this second season is much better. Right, okay. Good. It leans into the kitsch a little bit more, and it's good.
2: Excellent.
0: I've still yet to see an episode... It is on the list of many things to watch.
1: Oh, my God. I'll start watching it with you as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I you love have it three movie. times going through go, running at the same time. You just got <laughs> to catch Lauren up to the other friend you're watching it with, and that way you only have to watch it twice.
1: Yeah. Okay. I oh, can't do it tonight, but one night. One night. Anyway, that's all I've got for my good times. But speaking of TV shows...
0: Yeah. My good time is also about a TV show. So I worked for most of the summer which was amazing, but also I didn't watch much television, so I was really looking for a new TV show, and I discovered New Girl. Oh, that's a brilliant show. Yeah, I'm really late to the game, but I'm on season two now, and I haven't laughed so hard in so long. It gives me just so many belly laughs, Yeah, and it's such a ridiculous and a fun, wholesome show. Yep. And it's just nice to see a woman portrayed in such a different way on television as well to be like it's okay to be like a little quirky a little weird
2: yeah it's normal yeah <laughs> yeah zoe Dashnell. is it zoe dash yeah yeah she does a great job and the rest of the cast is good as well if you haven't watched it i i would also highly recommend it i think how many times have we watched it once through or twice through dill i think we started it a second time through
1: i think yeah i think i only watched a few guys once through but i think you guys might have started a second time
2: yeah yeah, really, really funny show. Very, very funny.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like our family show for a while. We were watching it every night at dinner, and <laughs> there's some <laughs> some
2: great episodes still to come. I don't want to spoil them for you.
1: Okay, <laughs> I'm
2: excited. <laughs> All right, bad times. But it's not much longer, but it's a little longer, but not as much, not as long, <laughs> not as not not as vast a difference as there normally is. I was reading this week that they found hundreds of thousands of migratory birds dead in New Mexico on their way south that's that's got to be a bad sign
1: yeah they think what happened in this apocalyptic year
2: yeah they think it's sorry go ahead i can't hear
0: you it might just be a whole bunch of cats around now <laughs> yeah. they never really know what's going on in New Mexico <laughs>
2: the uh they think it's because it's extra dry out And there's less water on their way, and they're maybe used to being able to fly, you know, 100, 500, whatever number of kilometers in a day. And now, because it's super hot and super dry, they try to do what they used to do in a day, and they drop dead out of the sky. But it's just a theory. They're trying to figure out exactly what it is.
1: Now, you say hundreds of thousands. Who who counted? (laughs)
2: Uh, A lot of people. It wasn't just one guy.
1: Well, is it possible that they counted like a bird twice or something? Like, I feel like this is risky.
2: I think it's also, an I think it's an estimate, but I mean, let's say hundreds of thousands. So, you know, is it is it one? Is it three? Does it matter? It's not ten <laughs> birds. It's like <laughs> <in the laughs> six
0: figures.
1: I was That's just a lot
0: of birds, Dylan.
1: I know. my My main concern, like, I'm not really doubting the number. My main thought is that some poor sods had to do this job.
2: He's an intern. He's probably not paid. Wait. You know, it's not the, the not the head scientist counting birds. It's some intern or student uh, student that's working with him to try to get his her his or her name on the paper.
1: I hope I hope he at least had like some work boots or something. Waiting yeah, them.
2: all different kinds of uh, all different kinds of birds as well. There was just it seems it's very very odd. Mm. And well, sorry, go no, ahead.
1: I was just saying, it's just another sign of the apocalypse.
2: Yeah. It's fine. Another Trump lie that I just could not get over this week. There was the there was the Woodward tapes, where he was on record, recorded saying, "I like to play it down. I try to play it down. I don't want to cause a panic." Somebody said somebody called him on it at the CBS town hall that they had not long ago, and he said, "I didn't downplay it. I upplayed it." How can you do that? How can he possibly do that? How can he? Do, how can anybody still be willing to vote for this person?
1: Is up played a word?
2: I don't know. It is now. Uh, so all all rules are at the window when um when regardless became a root word. <laughs>
0: So was the fact that he said downplay a lot in his mind actually upplaying it? Was that the argument he made?
2: <laughs> there wasn't. I think he said he upplayed it in terms of action. Was his exact quote? But there was no. He doesn't necessarily make arguments. It, he just says stuff and sees what you know. Th- throws the throws the spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks. It's just. Uh, <laughs> it's it's just incredible. There was no argument. He was just trying to. Say he didn't do what this woman said he did, which is also what he said he did on a tape in March. So uh, I that's it's just an incredible, incredible uh situation that we're in at the moment. That's very, very
1: bizarre. I mean it's not the first time he's been caught on tape saying bad stuff and then it just like Teflon just doesn't stick to him.
2: Yeah, but it's I mean it's not even it's 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 awful, but it's it's not if you want to if that's how you wanna play it, okay fine, that's how you want to play it. Just stick to your story. Like, I didn't want to cause a panic, so I downplayed it. Uh, like, you've already said it. It's already on tape. It's already out there. It's definitely you. So to yeah. now try to change your story. It just doesn't make any sense. But 40% of the population will believe him.
1: Or at least won't care that he's lying.
2: Yeah. And then I think I have
1: some more later, but
2: I just... Actually, I think I wrote this in the wrong one, but I did that... I realized I did that last week, too. I did two stories that were in the wrong category, but I'm going to do it again. I I just saw Ted Cruz wrote a memorandum on why uh, RBG's seat needs to be filled before Election Day. Had, like, five points saying why it needs to be filled and why it's not the same as 2016.
1: It's the exact same, but okay.
2: (laughs) He's like, well, back then, they had... You know, it's been done a bunch of times previously when it was the same party that held the presidency and the Senate. But in 2016, it wasn't the same party, so you know that's why we needed to wait for the vote. Which is doesn't make any sense. It's not logical. You just it means you can, so you will. That's that's the argument. Well, we can now, so we're going to. They couldn't then, so tough. (laughs) That's their That's their argument? It's my ball, I'm going home?
1: Yeah, sounds like he's making stuff up. Yeah.
2: Anyway, that's it for me.
1: Okay, well, I have less in bad times. I saw that Quebec City and Montreal are under new restrictions following COVID spikes, and the first elementary school in Ontario has had to close because of COVID.
2: Oh yeah, which one?
1: Uh, I didn't didn't get the name, Uh, but... uh, it was a news story that I just I just caught right before we started rolling, and I was thinking, is this like the beginning of the second wave that uh, everybody was talking about?
2: Maybe it like, could be. I mean, it's it's of our own doing if it is, because they started school in these restrictions, but also uh, Doug Ford put restrictions back in, um, like for gatherings in houses and that. It's it's back to 10 inside 25 outside
1: yeah unless you're in a classroom in which case it's like thirty. yeah
2: then it's third no that's totally different it's okay if you're learning covid can't get you if you're learning
1: <laughs> we should tell that to our uh, professors yeah share oh. the department
0: there's so many bad times in that department man <laughs> so many bad times <laughs> the uh the school was monsieur paul
1: baxter in ottawa
2: okay yeah ottawa's bad news in general yeah but also for covid
1: yeah um anyway so that's you know scary news it's always not great to see it spiking anywhere and this is around the time when people said it might start to spike i mean i think it's a bit early because i heard second wave in november but hopefully these harsher restrictions get it back under control
2: yeah and people will you know wear their masks when they're supposed to and 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 stay home if you think you have it, or if you think you've maybe potentially been exposed.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And get, and
2: get tested. Nobody wants a tickler shoved up their nose to scratch their brain. But if you think you have a shot of having it, go get tested.
1: We were talking to a friend of ours yesterday, and he said he plans to get a COVID test every week.
2: Because yeah. he does like getting uh, things shoved up his nose. Is it some <laughs> no, sort I, of fetish?
0: <laughs> I I I don't think so. Maybe we can ask him. But I think he's more just concerned especially we might be moving into in-person classes coming up and a lot of people are really scared of COVID
2: yeah well and rightly I mean I don't think there's I think there's a lot of unknowns still with COVID like we mm-hmm. don't necessarily know what if, if and what the long-term effects will be you know young people probably won't die from it right away but you don't know what The long-term effects are going to be to your to your to your heart to other muscles because they say it's it's not necessarily a respiratory disease it looks like it's attacking muscles some scientists think it can go through the the blood brain barrier as i mentioned last week so there's potential for a lot of damage so you know i i i'm trying to avoid getting it as well but i don't think i'd go get a test every i mean going to get a test every i guess it's knowledge but it, it takes almost a week to get the answer back yeah, I don't know. It seems, well, I guess he'd get used to it at some point. Like, he might just walk around with a couple of Q-tips up his nostrils and just pass him over when he goes in. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: think a big part of it, too, right now is people, like, having the security of knowing that they're not sick.
2: Yeah, true enough. Although it is a four-day lag, I think, at least for, we. I, just, I know a couple people that just got tested, and it was four days before it was up on the government website, so as long as you've isolated for those four days, you know you don't have it. But if you're not isolating for those four days, you you don't know if you don't have it. You don't know if you do have it. You know what I mean.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, the other thing I wrote down of of note was, I don't know if we're going to have too much to say about it, but on the same way, on the same day that Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away, John Turner, who was Canada's 17th Prime Minister, passed away at 91. He was Prime Minister for 79 days in 1984 which was the shortest second shortest term of any prime minister
2: kim campbell's shorter
1: no kim campbell's longer uh charles tupper was shorter he was only prime minister for 68 days in 18 something or another
2: yeah chuck he was short but he was mighty
1: <laughs>
2: I-, I felt like john turner was prime minister for longer i was surprised that it's only 79 days yeah that that's was just too bad
1: summer of 1984 because the liberals he he took over for Pierre Trudeau Mm -hmm. and then in the fall election of 1984 the liberals were trounced by Mulroney's conservatives
2: yeah yeah well so that's too bad uh definitely condolences to his family and uh, absolutely he definitely didn't harm the country too much he was only prime minister for 79 days
1: yeah he doesn't exactly have a bad record yeah but yeah that's i mean he did. He he was like a, a minister for a long time and leader of the opposition before he was prime minister. And he spent a long time fighting free trade with the United States, which is interesting.
2: Yeah, he did. Yeah, I remember he was very anti-free trade. And uh, oops, wrong. That was really good for Canada for a long time. <laughs> a couple yeah, the- a couple of things they should have tightened up, like the water. But for in general, Canada did well in the free trade agreement
1: yeah i tend to agree I, I i wonder if a lot of it was just wanting to take the opposite stance of the conservatives
2: oh i'm sure that was a hundred percent of it the major rival party will never come out have you ever heard the liberals say yeah that's a good idea about something the conservatives thought of or vice versa We're like yeah, yeah we're a hundred percent on board we love that idea
1: <laughs> probably better if there was that every once in a while
2: yeah it would be because you can't be you can't think they're wrong every time it's impossible i don't understand like on some issues on some issues yes but you know some like free trade made sense
1: yeah,
2: yeah. now if his only argument was we have to protect our water cuz that's going to be the commodity of the future then i would agree with him there but
1: i was not really so <laughs> 1984. I don't know. You remember 1984, Lauren?
0: Oh, I remember it like it was yesterday. I loved the fashion. (laughs) (laughs) I lived for it. I just... The big hair really looked great on me, Dylan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's what I got for bad times. What do you got for bad times, Lauren?
0: Bad times? Well, I just got back from Calgary, Alberta, and it's really thick in smoke there right now. So I was doing a little research, and they're actually... 21 forest fires currently happening in British Columbia right now, which is pretty crazy and not fun. And the smoke hasn't come up to Edmonton yet, but it's slowly traveling its way across Alberta. Oh Yeah. It reminded me, I think it was like two years ago when we had that really bad summer and there was smoke everywhere because I think there was over... I
1: wasn't here in the summer two years ago, but I, I I remember hearing about that. I seem to be miss. I miss a lot of smoky summers. There was one in Yellowknife, New Rap, there, where I was in Ontario. But apparently, were you up there, Dad? Yeah. It was like it looks like hell inside. The
2: apocalypse. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. How would you describe it?
2: It was. It was the apocalypse. It was. You were sitting like Yellowknife in the summer. the The sun doesn't set till midnight ish. So I was sitting at work at five o'clock, and it was, it was sunny. And it was a combination of weather and smoke, and it just rolled into town, and all of a sudden, it was midnight. Like, it was completely pitch black, but it was more than pitch black because there was so much ash and smoke in the air that you could, like, taste it as you walked through, and then you had lightning flashes. I mean, it was super cool, but a little bit scary. It's like, it, it was apocalypse. If it was this year, I'm sure that we, people would think the world was ending completely, but... It was uh, it wasn't so, but yeah, smoke. Well, it was funny, Lauren. When we when we first landed in Yellowknife there was a bunch of fires relatively close to this—not super close, not scary close to the city, but pretty close to the city. And I was I was working up there, and uh, my, the company flew flew my family up for a week to get to know it, to look at it, to check it out, to see if they wanted to move there. And we landed, or they landed. I was already there. I met them at the airport. That came out and uh dylan and and madeline came out and they smelled and they're like it smells like camping here we love it it's like no that's the forest burning down oh
1: no it's mostly natural forest fires not bad forest fires
2: Uh, mostly but it's but even natural ones are bad now because they they're so dry they start with the drop of a hat Mm yeah
1: yeah yeah, it's bad. bad all along the West Coast, like California, B.C.
2: B.C.'s bad. California's a nightmare.
1: Yeah, it's incredible. Hopefully, I mean, we see the signs that something needs to be done. Hopefully someone starts listening.
2: Rake the forest. That's the answer. What? Rake the forest. The answer is to oh, rake yeah. the forest. <laughs> rake
1: the forest?
2: That's what the president <laughs> says.
0: Really? He said
1: they should there and rake up all the dry leaves.
0: I don't know if that's going to help.
1: <laughs> I don't know. The help either.
0: It's a beautiful notion. Yes. <laughs> a lot of passion behind it. Heart in the right place, but
2: <laughs> I doubt I it. It's Trump.
0: <laughs> there, there has to be a better answer to that. To that problem. Yeah. Which, which dog
1: is barking?
2: I think it's Leia. She likes to get on the podcast.
1: <laughs> At least once a week.
2: Yeah. And then anyway, you had one more.
0: I I did I'm not sure how relevant this is This is. I think
2: it it wins
0: okay bad time for me and where I'm living right now so at my home in Calgary we had sliding doors and they never worked so I just went down helped my mom replace them and as soon as we started replacing the sliding doors all of these snakes started popping out underneath our concrete of our house to the point where the two men who we hired to install these doors said, we're not installing these doors anymore. You have a snake <laughs> nest under your house. <laughs> well, we said, what do we do about it? And they said, I don't know. But you have We're to
2: door installers, it. not snake removers.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then we tried to look into snake removers, but because they're garden snakes, they're protected. So now we have this garden snake problem um we got our doors installed because what ended up happening is that these two guys stayed the and snakes
2: then my did uncle, it
0: oh, oh. no <laughs> the uncles <laughs> no i wish my uncle came over my brother came over and they had a bin so whenever a snake would jump out they'd catch it and throw it in a bin oh <laughs> <laughs> well these guys were working on our house and then at the end of the day they took it to the river valley and let them all free Oh, but who knows? Apparently there's a lot more. I stayed inside the house. <laughs>
2: that is crazy. Yeah. Maybe you can lure them out with some sort of food.
0: Well, it's crazy because I've never seen them before. I had no idea there was even snakes in my backyard until that day.
2: Yeah, and I mean, were they... Did you have a deck there or something? Or
0: So we have like this concrete pad in the middle of my backyard that's right in front of our sliding doors that you can go in and out of our basement from right no but they just lived in between like the concrete and the sliding doors Uh. so so
2: how many times did you use that when oh no they didn't you couldn't get out the doors you said right prior to them being replaced
0: yeah
2: okay so it's not like you walked by them every day and the snakes were eyeing you up and you had no idea
0: yeah, but I think it's um the vibrations that were going through the ground while they were removing these doors just scared all the snakes and yeah. they must have a little home down there. But I looked up how long garden snakes live for and it's only a year.
2: Well, yeah, cats. but they I'm sure they they procreate.
0: Well, I'm hoping that they procreate somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope they find a new home to procreate <laughs> after all of that crazy nonsense going on, replacing the doors.
1: Yeah, just be such horrible neighbors that they decide. to Yeah. Choose. Now you have
2: doors, but you don't want to use them because it's it's a it's a literal snake pit inside the doors.
0: Yeah, but they don't bite. They're just also they jump out at you. It's alarming. They want to be seen. They are. They are kind of alarming. Yeah. They like the limelight, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, snakes in general are just kind of alarming when they're in the wild, because they they just don't look like they sh- they just move in unnatural ways.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, they have no legs, Dylan. I know,
1: and they should get a pair.
0: Because <laughs> it's or, creepy.
2: Or like fifty pairs.
0: <laughs> yeah. Be related to the
1: centipedes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, centipedes aren't exactly. You don't like those either? They're pretty gross as well to see them move <laughs> like scurry about on their hundred legs.
2: Just little snakes.
1: Yeah, just little snakes with, with legs.
0: There's a kind of all over the world tonight. All over the
1: world. You can hear the sound. all over
2: the world. I guess this is a good spot to stick a bit close to home right now and get a little bit into Ruth Bader Ginsburg's passing more of a more from a political standpoint now and and I was I, w- I was wondering Dylan and I wanted to get your opinion on this as well if they don't manage to get a conservative judge passed and confirmed nominated and confirmed by election day do you think that helps Trump's election chances by conservatives that want conservative judges willing to hold their noses and vote for trump so they get that supreme court control for the next you know 30 or 40 years
1: that's a good good question i'm not a hundred percent sure to be honest i think that i i don't know that it will sway anybody at this point like i i think that people have Pretty much made up their mind. And I, I don't know if that will be. Because even if Biden nominates the person that still has Republican control, it's still a. What, a, a four or a five four? Control? No, that's. Yeah, a five four control for the Republicans. So I think that enough people would be like, eh, you know.
2: Yeah, uh, but, that, their, but that one.
1: Just, four years.
2: That one judge is. is uh, the one judge for for example in the abortion issue just voted with the majority that that you know kept the abortion law the way it is basically in the states so if it was six three they could overturn things like that for sure whereas whereas with five four you know you only need to flip one with six three it's difficult for you know they could they could easily flip it I, I think it i think it it might be an election ploy not to pass somebody i think it gives them a boost especially with conservative people that are like well i just don't want trump so i'll vote for biden this time but now it's like well no because the supreme court is more important than four years of presidency
1: yeah it's interesting i watched an interesting video the other day about how it might actually affect the republicans control of the senate and how and the guy who i was watching basically said that for some republican senators this is a no-win situation because if they pass a judge. They
2: are hypocrites.
1: Uh, are hypocrites? Yeah, and will alienate maybe some independent slash moderate voters. And if they don't pass a judge, then they alienate their conservative voters. Yeah. And well, this isn't really a problem in most of the country because you know most people are well aware of who Republicans are and they're willing to vote for it anyway.
2: Yeah. But
1: for. Susan Collins in Maine, who's in a tight, tight race, and who people there like moderate voters, and they got really mad at her when she voted for Brett Kavanaugh. Or, oh, what's her name? Martha McSally in Arizona, who's already well behind, and people are going to look at that and see that she's even more of a hypocrite. And uh, this person is actually saying, especially for Lindsey Graham in South Carolina, who's in an unexpectedly tight race, who has a video yeah. in 2016. Where he said that if this happens in 2020, we are not going to do a double standard, use this video against me. And then yesterday he said, no, we're going to we're going to vote for this new judge in, even though he moved last.
2: Yeah, uh, that was my next point. I said, in a shocking yeah. move, Lindsey Graham supports Trump choosing RBG yep. RBG's successor, despite being on video saying, if this is, if this situation arises in 2020, I'll say the same thing I say now, back in 2016.
1: Yeah, but he isn't. Shocking.
2: Yeah, no, I know. Well, I mean, that's, it's amazing he, uh, he can stand upright with no backbone.
1: Yeah, and, and that's the thing that this person was saying for Lindsey Graham in South Carolina. If Lindsey Graham has a bit of a problem right now, he's in an unexpectedly tight race. If he votes for this, you know, to pass a judge, then his opponent can be like, how can you possibly trust this man? And might get a few more moderates or would otherwise be non-voters enough to win. And if he doesn't vote, then he risks alienating conservative voters in South Carolina. And he's already alienated a small part because, and this is not actually a good thing, but there are rumors that Lindsey Graham is a closeted gay man. Mm. And that has driven away some hardcore conservative voters in South Carolina who are now unwilling to vote for Lindsey Graham. It's not a huge portion of the conservative voters, but it's some. And if there are any who are uneasy, if he refuses to vote, I mean, he said he will now. But if he did refuse to vote, then it might drive them away even more. Yeah. Now. Anyway,
2: I I really so think he, they should have just weekended Bernie's. you know what I mean, Ruth Ruth till till after the election. <laughs> oh, oh wow. They uh, it's just and you know it's just what a mess. Yeah yeah oh that was me uh what well, was you I uh, you didn't hear oh no you wouldn't have i did everybody else will i kicked my mic oh <laughs> the oxford vaccine that we discussed last week uh that got mm-hmm. the the trial got halted and then started again it's now yeah. going into a phase it's a covid vaccine it's now going into the phase three trial and it which is like in field trials and it's being done in pune india which is a city near mumbai and which is probably a good spot because they they probably need it. it hopefully it works
1: yeah if it starts to work that's a big deal yeah
2: yeah it could be yeah so fingers crossed there did you this i didn't write this down but did you see the uh the head of the cdc said uh, there might be a vaccine before the end of the year, but it'll be limited supply, and it'll be for frontline workers, doctors, nurses, and the like, and and then by the but before it's already available to the rest of the country and, and the rest of the world, it, you're probably looking at end of the second quarter, beginning of the third quarter, 2021. And then the next day, Trump came on the TV and said he didn't know what he was talking about. He must have misunderstood the question. It's definitely going to be before the end of the year. Oh, gosh. Anyway back to more scripted stuff farmers in China uncovered the skeletal remains of two dinosaurs it says here they died in their sleep 125 million years ago they were sleeping in a burrow when a volcano erupted near them and buried them alive I'm guessing the volcano woke them up but I don't know maybe dinosaurs slept really deeply I don't know
0: is it a new species of dinosaur
2: no but I just think they're two complete skeletons like very, very complete. Oh. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's
1: rare.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because oh, they were neat. they were in like dried lava or something.
0: That's really cool.
2: Yeah. And it was farmers. It wasn't even scientists. It was just like trying to plant some <laughs> rice probably and came across these dinosaur bones. It's a good thing they knew what they were. Like I don't know how yeah. they, I don't understand how they knew. I don't think I'd recognize a fossil. <laughs> like I <laughs> just <laughs> probably keep planting. Get this guy, get this rocks out of here. Let's keep planting the rice. <laughs> A Spanish animal shelter is looking for homes for 110 cats after the cats and their owner were evicted from their 1000 square foot apartment. Oh. The the animal shelter originally thought there were only 96 cats, which I don't think is any better. No. <laughs> no. But no. they they say 2 3 years ago this woman took two cats in and they've been uh doing it like snakes ever since, I guess. It,
0: Oh, 110
2: no. cats yeah oh
0: my god well don't send them to New Mexico yes <laughs> how
1: was this woman looking after 110 cats
2: I, I didn't really say it was a short story I, I think not well which is probably why everybody's getting evicted
0: <laughs> especially if she's only had them for two years and then there was already 110 yeah
2: like that's they, crazy
0: People. that's yeah, that's, yeah. It
2: had to be a big cat orgy.
0: Yeah.
1: She she needs
0: help. And they probably weren't healthy because they're all just mating with each other. Yeah,
2: I don't so see how they could be.
1: Yeah. Oh,
0: do, poor cats. do the
1: 110 cats all come together? Does somebody need to take all 110?
2: I don't Is think so. F- I think they are going to split them up.
0: Oh, she could start her own zoo. <laughs> <laughs> a cat zoo. Cat zoo, yeah. <laughs> and just get them fun little costumes of actual animals well not to make an actual animal
2: but, like, actual <laughs> zoo animals I knew what you meant I was going along with it
0: yeah like one could be a flamingo we could get a couple hippos it'd be yeah. really cute Monkey. I actually yeah. I support that idea someone should reach out to her <laughs> with a whole bunch of costumes and that's how she makes a living
2: yeah I, I yeah. mean I don't know what sort of living she was making before but obviously not a good one if she was in a thousand square foot house with 110 cats
1: yeah yeah no not a good living at all
2: over to you guys you have anything or
1: uh well actually i have i have something that I, i should have just brought up when we were still talking about rvg because this is more to do with the senate and that whole situation i was looking at sort of like what are the odds that they do manage to pass a judge before the election and It might be a little bit harder than you might think, because Republicans have a 53-47 majority in the House right now. Uh, Sorry, not in the House, in the Senate. And which would mean in order to fail a judge, you need four senators to flip, right? Yeah. Susan Collins of Maine, Republican senator, has come out and said she doesn't think they should confirm a justice before the election. Lisa so Murkowski, two more. See so three more flips after Susan Collins. Okay, yeah. Lisa Murkowski of Alaska has come out and said the same thing, so that means you need two more. Yeah. So there are eyes on three potentials. The first is Chuck Grassley. I do not know what state he is from, but he has said as recently as 2018 that he won't hold it. He said you can't hold Democrats and Republicans to different standards, and he's a Republican. So he could flip on that, but, you know, he's he's somebody people are keeping an eye on. And then, of course, Mitt Romney, who has developed a bit of a name for himself, defying Donald Trump in Senate votes. Yeah. So people are also keeping an eye on Mitt Romney in case he might flip. The other one is actually out of Arizona, where right now... Martha McSally is one of the two senators. The other one is a Democrat, but Martha McSally is a Republican senator from Arizona. And she has said that she will vote for Donald Trump's nominee. But it is looking like she is going to lose her Senate seat on November 3rd, I think, is the election. Right. Yes, so it's looking like she's going to lose her Senate seat to Mark Kelly, who is the Democratic nominee to fill her seat. Mm. Now, normally... After the election, November third, the new senators, new representatives, new president don't take office until January. But because this is a special election, Arizona state laws could allow Mark Kelly to fill that seat and be sworn in as early as November third. So, if the vote gets delayed till past November, 5th, that could be another vote for that, and you'd only three flips.
2: Wow, that's interesting. So- so it's possible yeah,
1: it's possible. Well, it's I have to say I think it's unlikely but it's possible that the Republicans will fail to get a justice in on time
2: yeah and also I think just in general it's it's very fast I think the fastest one to pass was 47 days and we're only 48 days away and the average time it's 70 days yeah or something like so, that so there really I isn't mean, there isn't time even if it wasn't uh, well if it wasn't election then it wouldn't be a problem but it'd be, there isn't time.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, here's the thing, though. Donald Trump is still president, even if he loses the election, and Republicans still have control of the Senate, even if the Democrats win a majority in the election until January.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I guess we'll, we'll keep an eye on it.
2: Right, closer Together is a, a new segment we're starting up this this week especially for this week because Lauren is joining us and she's started a program that Dylan was mentioned briefly last week and we thought we'd dig into it a bit more this week Lauren and Dylan do you want to take it from here
0: yeah. yeah um so Dylan and I are in an acting program at the moment and we're going into our final year and there's three years throughout the program, but how it ended up working this year is that the second and the third years get in-person classes. That being said, they never see each other. They're very much separated and isolated from getting to know one another. And then the fourth years, Dylan and I's year, we're completely separated from our class as well as everyone else in the BFA department because we're online. So I started this program called Walking Through the Years Program where I'll post a random list of everyone who signed up, usually groups of five or six, and they all meet up on their own time that week and go for a socially distanced walk, just to hopefully create and celebrate a little bit of community, and just have an opportunity to meet some new peers and realize that we may not be in the same room all the time, but you do have people with you and you're always surrounded and supported in this community we're trying to build together.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. Then the typically the 3 years of the BFAs, they're all pretty close like there is intermingling on a, on a normal year yeah. like you you knew the year above you and the year below you last year? <laughs>
0: Because there's always really beautiful things that would happen in the middle of your day. Like, for example, we had a green room where everybody would eat lunch. So then you got to talk to the other years, ask them advice, tell them what you're doing in the program and if you needed any help understanding things. Or even just hallway interactions. That's something I've really missed lately. Like walking past another year in the hallway and be like, oh, hey, how's it going? And then you just have a quick little conversation. So to me, this was the way to get those little things back.
2: Yeah, no, it was really good. I mean... How did you even come up? What, what made you think of the idea? I guess is is there a is there some sort of inspiration moment you had, like an aha moment, or did it just yeah, sort of? Well, sorry, go ahead.
1: Uh,
0: uh, no worries. Um, our faculty was talking to us, being like our first meeting back on the first day of school. Mm-hmm. One of them told us as a cluster, like you guys, you need to be like initiating things. You need to be doing make sure that the other years know that you're around. And just, just throughout that entire conversation, I got this idea, being like, oh, this would be such a beautiful idea if you just constantly throughout the semester, every week, just met new people and had the opportunity to walk with them. So it c- definitely came out of the talk of us being encouraged to reach out to the other years. Right. But and then, then that just went on to an Excel sheet. <laughs> <laughs> now we're going into the third week of it and it's getting a lot more tricky to pair people with people who haven't been in the same groups before but i will get there
2: right and (laughs) did it did uh did the majority of people sort of put their names in the hat for this thing
0: yeah like um i think all of the second years did which was really lovely um a couple people out of um Third year tapped out, and as well as a couple people from my year tapped out, because there is that overwhelming fear of COVID a lot, where people really like the idea, but they're just worried to actually still go on socially distanced walks together, and then a couple people in my year are also not in Edmonton at the moment, so they just didn't really see the point in joining.
2: Right, yeah, it's hard to think they'd have to walk over the phone or something.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) FaceTime in. Whenever they're in town, which is nice. Yeah,
2: that's good. Very good. I know I, Dylan's really enjoying it and getting to know the the other students. How many people go on a typical walk, and how are they scheduled? Like for an hour or fifteen minutes, <laughs> or like a couple kilometers, or?
0: So how it works is that I'll publish um, groups every Monday, and a group contains five to six people, and each group will have at least one fourth year, one third year and one second year. So it's really an opportunity to meet the other years because you get to spend time with your year so much already.
2: Yeah,
0: And then from there, it's up to those people to organize a separate Facebook Messenger organizational system where they all usually do a poll and say, okay, what day works best for everyone to meet? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then they'll vote from there, and then it's up to them about where they want to meet, where they want to go, how long they want to go for. But so far, all the feedback that I've gotten from it is really positive and people have like are getting excited about organizing these walks now and I've only heard lovely things about them.
2: Yeah, there's probably disappointment when your name isn't pulled for the week.
0: Oh, damn yeah. it. Well, I can't
2: walk this week.
0: <laughs> no, everyone gets to walk every week.
2: Oh, everybody's on every week because it's a group or, sh- yeah. or shuffled up. Oh, okay. I'm with you. All there's right.
0: usually, there's six groups and then, so after six weeks, you will have walked with everyone
2: right and then and then you just try to mix up the the groups so the groups aren't exactly the same after that even though you it'll be somebody that you walked with before maybe two or three people but there'll be two or three different people so you can have different and interesting conversations and whatnot yeah perfect do they typically start at coffee shops or or do you plan on doing it through the winter because the winter in edmonton is uh unpleasant
0: yeah um I would hope to do it through the winter, but then it just becomes all these problem-solving things, right? Like um, last night I went to an outdoor cabaret, which was really lovely, but it's one of those things where how do you organize socially distanced events when the winter comes? Yeah. So I'm looking at a couple of different locations right now. Um, of just even doing like small gatherings of like maybe 10 people a week and then it very much becomes like only one group gets to go a week because of the space now. Or maybe you can just go to coffee shops. And the crazy thing with COVID is that it really, it evolves from week to week about certain rules and certain things you're allowed to do in society. Yeah, absolutely. So who's gonna be like three months from now if we're allowed to still go to coffee shops, if you're allowed to get a big group at a table outside.
2: Yeah, yeah, good point. You can't it's not something you can plan too far in advance for sure. You got it's gotta be fluid.
0: Yeah. But also another person who's helping me organize socially distance events, um, his name's Zach. He's also in our class, but he's been hosting uh Zoom Jackbox events. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with Jackbox or not. No. But
1: no, I'm I'm over thirty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, Dylan do you know it better than me what's the best way to explain I,
1: I, I feel like I've tried to explain to you before and I failed it's it's just like a bunch of online games that you can
0: play together like
2: Donkey Kong um, online
0: no, no. Oh. Uh, they're there's like a host server and then you can log on to it from your phone so you can be in different cities you can be like across the world kind of thing but as long as you have your phone this website and your room code you all get to play this game together
2: okay and what but what sort of like a video game like like yeah. like
0: uh, well, like like the like game. the
2: shoot 'em up game like
1: no,
2: call of duty no.
1: There's one that is um, Twister. It's, <laughs> no, <laughs> I wish
0: it's, it was Twister. That'd be funny.
1: <laughs> it's like close. It's close to Cards Against Humanity, except instead of having like prepped cards, you you write your card in. Oh so really? It gives you, yeah. So it gives you like a prompt, and then you write an answer. And um, say so you're playing with six people. Mm. Everybody gets two prompts. And you write an answer for each prompt. And then as you go through, after everyone submitted their answers, it'll start up and it will show everybody the prompt. And then um, it'll give you two possible answers because uh, only two people get the same prompt. Right. And then the rest of the group votes on... Who wins. ...the better answer. And then the amount of votes you get is the amount of points you get.
2: Okay, so it is like Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. On, o- online Cards Against Humanity. Yeah.
1: But that's well, why just didn't you just say game that? Because there's more than one game.
2: Oh, okay. But they're, So yeah. they're, they're more like uh, table games like Monopoly and, and Trouble and Sorry and yeah. Yeah. R- yeah. Risk so, so, and Life and stuff like that. Yeah. Clue. Yeah. Is there a clue? Is there a clue game?
0: There is. It's called Alien. Ooh. It's oh, really okay. fun. You have to guess who the alien is before they kill you.
2: Right, okay. yeah. I like Clue. <laughs> that sounds favorite. fun
1: there are a bunch of different versions of jackbox right Mm -hmm. yeah so you
0: can buy different sets and luckily zachary has all the sets so he's been hosting them all on this zoom server oh nice so that's a nice way to meet people throughout the program as well who don't feel comfortable necessarily going on a walk
2: yeah and he does that for the three years as well yeah oh perfect perfect Mm -hmm. you had one more thing there about talk about sh
0: Yeah, so I was also just, because we're on this conversation of community and making communities, I was just going to quickly talk about the company that I created during COVID called Shakespeare's Honeys. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, so it's an emerging artist company in the sense that we promote emerging artists, because being an emerging artist, you're just at such a funny stage in your life. You don't really know if you're a professional, you don't really know if you're an amateur, but you've done all this training and you're ready to embark on your journey, but there's really nowhere for you to go for a little bit. It's this awkward middle cocoon stage (laughs) of you trying to figure out your life. So what we do is that we interview emerging artists and we give them a chance to showcase their work on our website. And on our Instagram pages, and we, my my partner and I, Eunice, burst this at the beginning of COVID on March the 13th. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> when well, all happened in Alberta, <laughs> we've wanted to work to, with each other for a long time, and it was just one of those beautiful things that happened. And now we've been around for a couple of months, and we publish new emerging artists every other week now, and it's been really beautiful because they've gotten work through our site now and things like that. Oh, that's like, great.
2: And is it shakespearehoneys.com? Yeah. Okay. Excellent.
0: So, if you're listening and you're an emerging artist, check us out. I would be more than happy to represent your work. Uh, one of our more popular segments is called Story Time where every Wednesday, a lot of writers will reach out to us and we'll publish like their original poetry for them or their short fiction Or just a monologue they might have written. And that's always really beautiful. And then we had like a couple of spoken word poets who did some IGTVs for us, which is like a YouTube video except on Instagram. (laughs) Oh, okay. To explain it for people who don't know what Instagram is. People over 40.
2: No, I know what Instagram is. Did
0: you know know what IGTV is?
2: No, no, that I did not know.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, that's also what I've been doing right now to try to make more of a community during covid because another thing especially being an artist during covid is that there's less opportunity to share your work with the outside world so i really wanted to help make a home and a place where people could submit things and feel seen and feel heard and still have this internet home where people could come and watch and just kind of play and support each other
2: yeah that's awesome because it is definitely i mean there's no there's no filming going on much. I mean, maybe it's getting started now. There's definitely no theater going on because you can't have people going to the theater. There's no concerts yeah. going on. So to have a place for these people to, to get together, to get together and, and showcase their talents and, and become known and get work. That's uh that's, that's great inspiration you had. And was this, was your partner also a BFA student or?
0: Yeah, she's in. She's a year underneath us. She was a third year, but she was kind of just... We had, like, just kind of this chemistry in a sense where whenever we'd, like, walk through the hallway together, we'd always have this ongoing joke that we'd make a Fringe show one day. And then on Friday the 13th, both of us just ran into each other on campus, and we looked at each other, and we said, let's just do it. Let's do something. There's nothing to do now. Let's create something. We were originally to create a YouTube channel, but then I got evicted from Edmonton
2: because city? of COVID. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the whole city. <laughs> the okay.
0: whole city kicked me out. No, because what happened is that if you were... Just
2: resident, you or a bunch of people?
0: A bunch of us. Okay. I it wasn't
2: residence. like, Lauren, I'm sorry. <laughs> you have to leave. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, but if you lived in a residence when COVID started happening and they found out that you were... Um, a resident of Alberta and that you had another place to go they evicted you because they needed to spread out the international students that couldn't go home right so I I was asked to leave and they gave me two days notice
2: <laughs> holy cow
0: <laughs> it was extremely stressful that doesn't yeah, seem
2: like no. enough time
0: yeah and no it wasn't
2: had your parents I- turned your room into like a gym or something or a, or a craft room did they have to did they have to do anything was- before you could come put- home
0: I went home to like my room was tiny enough already but then it was just filled with like all of my mom's clothes I think she used it as an extra closet yeah. we didn't know you were and, coming back yeah, yeah I thought you were living in Edmonton I was like no no. I'm evicted I need, I need shelter mama
2: I think when you get kicked out of a city it's exiled <laughs> yeah.
0: exiled oh shit <laughs> I don't know <laughs>
2: it sounds more dramatic anyway I was exiled yeah. from Edmonton
0: Yeah, But then we we were just like, well, how can we create a company being socially distanced? And Eunice said, well, let's do a blog. I said, I've never read a blog. So then I started reading a whole bunch of blogs and I got really into it. And then I learned how to design websites. So then I started designing us a website. My cousin came and helped me because that's what he does. And I learned all this computer formatting systems. And it took me about a month to design us a website And then at the end of the day, we just started making stuff to put on it. And the first couple of months, we reached out to artists. And now we're at the point where it's really exciting that every day, I'll usually get a new email from interested artists who just want to be showcased and be heard, which is really lovely.
2: That's amazing. That's awesome. And it's Shakespeare Honeys or Shakespeare's Honeys?
0: It's Shakespeare's Honeys. And Honeys is felt like, ooh, she's a honey, not like honey, like honey pot with winnie the pooh i
2: did not know there was a difference (laughs) like h-u-n-n-i-e-s
0: yes that kind of honey
2: okay it's
0: like oh she's a honey
2: but when you say hi honey don't isn't that h-o-n-e-y probably i don't know i don't know i don't know i always assumed it was maybe i was assuming wrong in my head i could have been spelling that wrong in my head for years
0: now we're at the point because that was like one of the. It took us a long time to figure out what the heck our name wanted to be, and then after we decided, it, we already bought a domain because now we both say it out loud. We're like, "Wow, why didn't we pick this name?" <laughs> 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 but it's ours for a year. We paid for it. Yeah, <laughs> and so we're stuck with it for now.
2: You, how did how did you come up with it? The name. Yeah, yeah, the name.
0: Well, we're because. We got really intellectual about it. We said, "Okay, what are we? We are a theater group. We are women. We love supporting people." And like, we just wrote all these things that we wanted to do. So then we're like, "Theater? What's another word for theater? Shakespeare, room, closet, um, theater spaces." <laughs> and we couldn't think of a lot of words. So we're like, "Okay, Shakespeare. We both like Shakespeare. He's pretty cool." Sure. Um, oh, we're like Shakespeare's pals. I was like, I don't know. I don't really like the sound of that. Like, uh, Shakespeare's honeys, and we're like, okay, that's like, Meh. But we'll <laughs> leave it off to the side, and if we don't think of anything better, we'll pick that one.
1: <laughs> that's kind of like how our name for the podcast came about. Yeah,
0: I wish it had a really cool story as to why we picked that. Now, All you have to do
2: is—you've it- told that now. But to be honest, nobody listens to this, so it doesn't matter. You just need to come up with a better story, and then just tell everybody that's how you did it.
0: Yeah, we, I just like fell on the ground one day and I hit my head and yeah. I was like, oh, Shakespeare's honey. It came it. to me
2: in a vision. Shakespeare yeah, like came was, to me in a dream and said, hey, honey, spell it H-U-N-N-I-E-W. Yeah, that's what
0: happened. I'm going to steal
2: that. There you go. That's exactly how it happened.
0: Yeah, thank you for our backstory. No problem. I'll But yeah.
2: That's great. I mean, it really sounds like you're doing a lot and being very successful in in getting people together despite the the requirements for social distancing.
0: Yeah, if you think of all the things that you can't do right now, it becomes very – like it kind of hurts your heart after a while. But if you think of all of the ideas that haven't even been considered yet or all of the ideas that are just ideas and you don't put pressure on them to become a reality kind of thing – It just, it makes life a lot more exciting and promising of all the things you can try to do instead of focusing on all the things you can't do right now. Yeah. Something that I found really inspiring uh, during COVID was the amount of people who were putting on Zoom plays, which were just kind of like staged reading, but then they took them onto an online platform. And I just saw that. I was like, wow, you're still creating things during such a difficult time. That's inspiring.
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Dylan, do you have anything? I know you like the walks. So you're appreciative of the Laura's Lauren's yeah. Uh, inspiration.
1: Yeah. Uh, to be honest, my group's struggling to get together this week, but uh, and, and we I mean it's now Sunday and we haven't yet, so,
2: so I would say <gasps> um, you f- you're not struggling. You failed. You failed. Yeah, the, yeah, the is well, like, over.
1: I would like to say it's not my fault. I was very open to all of the ideas that were suggested, but everybody else is like, "Ooh, work," "Ooh, I'm stressed."
2: But can then, can you put? Like, if everybody can't make it, can you do it with five or four, or, like...
1: Of course. Well, yeah, yes. Is it
2: all or nothing?
1: (laughs) And we were down to, like, there was going to be, like, three of us.
2: You were just walking yourself?
1: And, yeah, so it was going to be, like, three of us, and it was going to be this morning, but then last minute, two others, the the, one person was like, Oh, my God, I'm sorry, I got so busy doing stuff, I forgot. And then the third person just hasn't answered yet. Um, So... So this week might have been a, a failure, but it's not my fault. Well, I tried.
0: Well, Dylan, I'm going to throw this idea at you tomorrow. Do it tomorrow. <laughs> you know? The, I'm meeting my group tomorrow. Oh,
1: yeah, I, I, I'd be good to do it tomorrow. Just I'll toss say, it out to them. Yeah, Go for
0: say, it. Say, hey, meet at 7 o'clock tomorrow, because that's when everybody's in classes. I know that because that's when my group is meeting. <laughs> because they're all like, oh, that class is at
1: 7! <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll toss
0: that out yeah you. Basically, d- I post the list every Monday. You can do it on Monday.
2: Oh, okay, yeah. You, ha- you, ha- no. you haven't failed yet.
0: Tomorrow. Yeah, Dylan, I have faith in you. Okay. Just, just throw the idea around, and then if they say no, be. I know you're going to be on campus at 7 o'clock. What <laughs> happens if I show up and I walk you home? Just be a little bit more forward.
1: Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's aggressive. I think that's stalking. It's but
2: stalkerish. It's stalkerish. I mean, it's, there's potential <laughs> of police being called, but... <laughs>
0: As long as you do it with a smile. Okay, yeah.
2: <laughs> that's creepier.
0: With a little sign, I'm just here to support you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, oh my God! Oh, I'm sorry. That's weird. do <laughs> <laughs> do that, Dylan. <laughs> I can't. Oh. oh my!
2: How long? How long do your walks typically go, Dill? Have you done two or three now? Uh, one. Okay, uh, one.
1: About an hour and a half.
2: Yeah. Oh wow! Did, were you walking really slow, or did you go a long way?
0: We we, 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 run between, uh, we did like a little trek. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lauren and I
1: were in the first walking group together.
2: Oh, uh, Okay. Cool.
0: Yeah, we just kind of cool, walked cool, around cool. campus, and then some of us grabbed a coffee. Nice. Continued to walk, but yeah, the weather's really nice right now, so might as well take advantage of it.
2: Too. Not here. Yeah. It is cold here. Is
0: that
2: it? Yeah. Really yeah. cold.
0: We had cold days,
1: but it's getting nice again, but I don't think it's
2: going to last. It needs to last in November because you don't have your winter coat. That's yeah, true. <laughs> did, you, did you did you pick a coat up? This is really no. podcast-worthy stuff here.
1: <laughs> really? No, I haven't yet.
2: Okay. I have one thing that I thought I'd add to this segment. It's closer together. It seemed like a good spot. It also could have gone on closer to fine, but it's uh, a couple closer, so I thought, why not here? Uh, I don't know, have you ever heard of Chuck Feeney?
1: I feel like I've heard the name before. I have not.
2: He's uh, Irish. He's a billionaire. He was worth $8 billion. And in 1982, he started doling out his money to charities, various charities. And this week, he gave away his last money. He is now broke. And uh, he gave all his money away to charity over the last, uh, what is it, 40 years. Yeah, 38 years.
1: Well, good for him.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he must have something, like, to live on. He's not dead yet, but, well, you know, yeah. he is he's no longer like a billionaire. I'm not even sure he's a millionaire anymore.
1: I'm sure he, like, already owned a very nice house and, like, owns a bunch of stuff. You yeah, still have
2: to has pay it. taxes on your house and stuff. It's not cheap if you own a very nice house.
1: Yeah, I know, but, like, yeah, I'm just saying he probably has enough income to live on now, but, yeah, and he probably still works.
2: i. Yeah, I, I wish I I wish I heard about him beforehand. I could have put my hand up, but... Yeah. No, he's retired. He's old. He's old. He's almost dead. Like, he won't... He doesn't need a whole lot. He doesn't need a whole lot more.
1: Well, he's clearly living off something, but, yeah. but I mean, him. Yeah. I'm trying to tell you something about my life.
2: Closer to fine. I gotta say, I was... Uh, there was a I was reading a story about chris wallace who was interviewing tom cotton who's the arkansas senator and uh he asked him is there any hypocrisy between 2016 and 2020 and of course he said no but i think chris wallace is about the only reasonable person on fox is basically what i took from that interview
1: yeah i've heard that several times and uh it just gets
2: reaffirmed over and over again
1: that what do you mean
2: that chris wallace is the only reasonable person on fox
1: oh yeah Although the fact that he's still on Fox and he still supports the network gave me pause. Yeah, I mean maybe
2: it's he feels like he has to be there. Maybe he feels like he's the 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 anchor, the the ground. You know what I mean? Like somebody yeah. has to be giving at least a, a rational viewpoint on this network. Otherwise, the fifty million Americans, or sorry, one hundred and fifty million Americans that watch it, are only getting you know, they're watching news with blinders on?
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe.
2: Another thing I read, 69% of Americans report having no confidence in Trump's ability to confirm the safety of a potential inoculation, according to an ABC poll. A couple things. One, I'm not surprised. Well, I'm surprised it's only 69%. (laughs) Two, why would any American trust any president to confirm the safety of a potential inoculation? What? Unless your president is is a scientist, why would what do he, what does he what do they even mean? But I think it's a bad question. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Why do you think? Why are you relying on the president to confirm science? Any president, but especially well, this one. But any president.
1: I guess with another president, you might just assume that,
2: that he's listening okay, to his advisors.
1: Yeah, relaying the information of scientists okay. and would be pushing the scientists to say like is this safe like you know i want to hear it from like three separate scientists before i allow it for the american people that kind of thing
2: yeah okay i'll buy that and then and that, if that is the case and that's what they're thinking then shouldn't 69 percent of americans be voting voting for biden if you can't trust that from your president can you then just not make the leap that i cannot vote for this guy as the president
1: yeah well uh i like don't that's, have an answer
2: that's not even a leap it's just i mean it's almost stating what should be like that's logical if you don't trust him to say that something's safe to get injected into your body, then, although although they I guess, I guess, you know, 40% are probably just conspiracy, conspiracy theorists that won't believe anybody, but I don't know. That's true. Anyway, and then uh, game one of the Stanley Cup final started the other day, so it's nice to get that almost over, seeing as the summer's over. <laughs> Hockey's just about done. So typically preseason is just starting uh, about now and by October there's preseason games so we're a little bit off
1: Just a tad
2: yeah do you guys have anything else for there or?
1: honestly I can't think of anything and that's kind of sad Weesh. it's a sad week yeah all right and, uh, now the end is all right parting thoughts bringing season 2 episode three to an end one of our classes this year, is I actually don't know exactly what it's called, but it is colloquially referred to as the adulting class. That sounds wrong. (laughs) You think that's not what it's actually called?
2: Uh, I don't know. I'm sure it is. It very well may be. It sounds rude, but I'm sure it's not.
1: Oh, no. Uh, No, it's not rude. Adulting is what Gen Z... And some millennials call when they have to do things that adults have to do. Oh, okay. Like ordering internet or, you know, like writing resumes or some, just anything where you're entering into like adulthood where it used to be somebody else's job and now it's your job.
2: Okay, gotcha. It's adulting. So Um, there's an adulting
1: class? uh, Yeah, that's what we essentially call it because it teaches us. Oh, our class? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It teaches us taxes.
0: We get to learn yeah. about
1: taxes. Yeah, there's a whole unit on how to do your taxes
2: in the BFA.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, uh, because it gets complicated when you're not when you're when you don't have.
2: When an you have no job. income.
1: <laughs> yeah, when you have little to no yeah. income, and when your income's coming from various areas, and right. you're almost like a contractor. Good for them. Um, yeah, and there's also one on grant writing and like all that. There's one oh, about okay. how to. Do your acting resume versus your regular resume. Um, and they do—they cover all these things that are not necessarily fun, but you need to know as an artist if that's going to be your main employment.
2: Right. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. So we have one assignment, but we have to essentially write a grant or a grant application that won't actually be going in, but we do have to pick like a real grant to apply to in this fake application. And I recently found out that the first part of it, I thought it was due on the twenty fourth. No, but the first part of it, but the twenty fourth is the class where we will be reviewing the first part of it. But the first part is actually due at six p.m. on the twenty first, also known as tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah, so that's what I'm working on after this is over.
2: Yes. Uh, Have you picked the grant at least? I like uh, H- Hugh Grant is good.
1: Yes, he is. I mean, we narrowed it down, but uh, I got to pick exactly what it is. It's not, the first part, it's not overly complicated. I'm not worried about it, because I have all of tonight and most of tomorrow. But that was was something. It was too bad. At least
2: you found out today and not Tuesday.
1: Yeah, exactly, right? Uh, So that was a fun thing that happened to me. That's what I'm thinking about (laughs) right now.
0: I was wondering why Thomas wanted to call me tonight. That's why. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> you have done that? No, I didn't realize it was due. Yeah, so thank you, Dylan. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> I'm usually on top of these things. And Thomas is like, we should really talk about our assignment tonight. I was like, okay, yeah, why not? It's
2: I'll in talk about it. it's in pairs.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, we had a choice to do it in a group or individually. I was originally going to do it individually, but then people were like, "Lord, be my partner." So now I have a partner. Okay. My group but then he left (laughs) oh that's a little bit of gossip yeah because I didn't know that because Dylan originally asked me to be his partner I said no I want to do it individually because I've already written grants before right it just seemed easier to just to kind of do what I do and write another one yeah and um, Thomas came over to my place for a coffee last week and I looked at him and I said I can't believe you didn't ask for my help for this grant assignment I totally thought you were going to want to be my partner and he's just like i do want to be your partner but now i'm in this group with dylan and elizabeth and i was like well that's a problem you're gonna have to figure out for yourself <laughs> and then he, i guess he ended up sending a message being like lauren really needed a partner and he <laughs> <so> did <laughs> i'm gonna help lauren out when really thomas needed my help
2: and dylan already <laughs> knew that because he already got turned down
1: yeah i already knew he said that and like I ran with it, but in my head, I was like, okay,
0: Thomas. Okay, Thomas. Yeah, and uh, and he didn't realize that I already told you that I didn't want a partner. (laughs) Because I was like, what did you say to them? And he read it out to me. I was like, Thomas, you stupid. (laughs) (laughs) All of that. And he was so embarrassed. He's like, do I say something else? I was like, no, just leave it.
2: Yeah, Nope. stop digging that hole, Thomas.
0: (laughs) I was like, (laughs) Thomas, he's so funny. Yeah, because I'm just going to write another grant write one for Shakespeare's honey. See how see how it goes.
2: Yeah, and go. then you can maybe even use
1: it.
0: Yeah, I would love that.
1: <laughs>
0: you got any parting thoughts, Lauren, other than that? I learned a lot today. <coughs> I, I discovered that I really do need to listen to the news more because I feel like I consume myself with all the tasks I need to do in the day that I isolate myself from the rest of the world and it's important to check in with the rest of the world.
2: And Not see. so much.
0: Not so much. <laughs> no. <laughs> well no parting thoughts then. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think you can I think I think the key is to isolate as long as you can. Personally. Oh yeah. Ah, yeah. I don't think I knew what was going on until uh till Dylan started telling me.
0: Yeah, Dylan's corrupted us all. Yeah. <laughs> I when I met Dylan, he told me so many things within the first hour of meeting him. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> what are
0: you talking about? I'll talk about it later. <laughs> okay
2: all right well I uh, first of all I want to say congratulations Lauren for your for your walking initiative and your Shakespeare's honeys which I went on the website and it it looks great I mean it's really quite impressive so congratulations on that and keep it going I'm sure I'm sure they'll be successful and I already know should, Dylan loves the loves the walks so
1: we should put uh, we should put the link to the website on our on our blog
2: yeah we can do that you can do that and that yeah. way five more people will know about it
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much for having me, and thanks for wanting to hear about all the things I've been doing lately.
2: Oh, you're welcome. That was fun.
0: That people are enjoying them. Yeah,
2: yeah. I also wanted to mention I've been taking the dog for a walk, and I've been doing a little bit of jogging. And I go up and down Twenty Second Side Road, which is the house, the road right in front of our house. For those that don't know, and there is so much garbage on the side of the road right now. It's it's really uh, discouraging because the only way it gets there is people throwing it out of their cars you're in yeah. your car you're going somewhere wherever you're going probably has a trash can take it with you throw it out there or when you get home throw it out there why are you throwing out the side of the road who who do you think is going to pick it up just it's so rude i just don't understand it
1: yeah that's a P- psa for this week yeah don't up your garbage yeah come
2: on come on people come, come on, on. <laughs>
1: All right, thanks again Lauren.
2: Thanks, Dylan. We'll uh hopefully we'll have you on again sometime with your next venture, your next project, or even if you, you know, you listen to some news and you feel like getting it off your chest, just tell Dylan and you're always welcome. And no,
0: thank you.
2: Dylan, we'll talk to you. Or and also um I want to hear what happens with the snakes, so next chapter I'll, of that, I'll, you'll have to make sure that that you come on. Okay. <laughs> and Dylan, it was uh Uh, we'll catch up again next week and everybody else thanks for listening and uh we'll listen we'll talk to you next week
1: talk to you next week